Welcome to the Chat Club Podcast, where you are not alone in your mental health journey. It's okay that you're not okay today. Where discussions on mental health challenges like anxiety, grief, interviews with people that deal with challenges in mental health. Also, discussions on positive coping mechanisms, positive motivation, self-help, a little hope, and thinking creatively. Remember, there's only one rule in Chat Club. Everybody talks about Chat Club. Take a seat, relax, and listen. Here is your host, Alan Hilchey. Hello, everyone. It's Alan Hilchey here, and this is Chat Club. Remember, only one rule in Chat Club. Everyone talks about Chat Club. So we're in to number 40, episode number 40. Wow. Number 40. Kind of a, you know, that's a good point. 40 episodes in a podcast. That's pretty good. So what I want to get into today, I want to talk about inflation. And it's kind of a double-edged sword because there's a lot of things that come through inflation. There's a lot of effects and a lot of variables. So I want to talk about inflation. I want to talk about the effects of what what who who is affected why they're affected and there's so much out there right now like people right now are trying to fill their cars they're trying to find ways to survive and it's really sad because we were a country that you could come to and live and live affordably now it's becoming uh what's going up next like gas and covid hit and we you know with covid in over the last year, and I have the stats here that I got on inflation for rates for Canada, and it was just updated May 2022. So right now, the inflation last year in 2021 didn't start to elevate till about April, and it was consistently in the threes till it hit August last year, then it went into the fours. And then the whole year, it was a 3.4 annually last year so that was the start of it and they progressively got worse as COVID started dying down and people weren't buying a lot of stuff of course the prices are going to stay down because the demand's not there and now it's almost like they knew this was going to happen because everyone's got they're in a cabin and they want to get out they get cabin fever right and they want to get out and it's almost like they plan this out like with the gas because when you look at it all of a sudden, we go on to 2022, and in January, it starts at 5.1, then it goes to 5.7 in February, and 6.7 in March, and in April, 6.8. And I'm sure the stats are pretty, you know, I'm pretty sure May, June, and July are just as bad. And it's funny, it's almost like they planned this for the rich to get rich and the poor to get poor. Because it seems like there's a pattern. All of a sudden, right in the pinnacle of where tourism last year was going to pick up and the our restrictions started to loosen up, it went into the threes for inflation. It's almost like they're trying to make up for those poor companies that lost all that money. I kind of feel bad for them, you know. Walmart and Irving and all those. I feel real bad that they lost a little bit of profit. But that's okay because... Mr. Trudeau is going to make up for it for the gas and not putting any clauses in there to make sure that gas is affordable for Canadians. So at the end of the day, Canadians are suffering. But 
on the inner, like on the overall grand scheme of things, we're probably in the middle pack as far as inflation. The UK are at nine percent right now. The US is eight point three. Uh, some other countries are. Oh, there's one country. I'm not sure what country that is. And Germany was at seventeen point eight percent inflation. So, every country is finding ways to, and companies are to bring their products up. It's like a lot of these companies are inter interconnected. Like Irving's interconnected with a lot of supporting things that they need. So they buy companies that support them. So they're buying from their own companies. So in the end of the day, they're not losing anything. So that, and it's very frustrating to watch this. Like our inflation has risen so much. It's the highest spike since 1991 when GST was introduced. You imagine thirty years, and we haven't seen a spike like this in the interest rate and in inflation and everything since nineteen ninety one. And Brian Rooney was in it then, and he was a conservative, and he put the GST on goods and services tax. So now we have goods and services. Now we have a provincial tax. Now we have income tax. People are looking at their money, and they're and they're really looking at how much are they really taking home. And they wonder why people are staying home and people aren't taking the minimum wage jobs because it doesn't pay for them to take it. So our government has to do better. Um, they're going to have to find ways to reduce the gas because I'm telling you, the gas companies are striking it pretty rich. Do you know refining diesel? There's less production in diesel to refine the diesel than there is the gas in the cars. So why is diesel so much more than gas? Well, think that out. They keep the diesel up. They keep the transports running at a high cost. That means Walmart and all them grocery stores can raise the prices in their groceries because, hey, gas is up there. I don't understand it, but it doesn't seem logical to me that diesel is less to process, but more on the market. It's higher than gas, and gas takes a lot more because you have to take a lot of additives out and put additives in. So at one point, how does that logically make sense for everybody? And we've just accepted as Canadians, and we just accept it because we're law-abiding citizens. Very positive. Now I understand. You know, what can we do about it? Well, you know, why don't we start losing, using less? Why don't we, you know, take a week off from Irving and take a week off from different gas companies and show who's really the boss? Because really, in the grand scheme of things, you either care or you don't care. And it seems like they picked a great time because COVID come. Now people want to get out and they want to travel and they want to do stuff. And they're hitting us really hard at the pumps. And there's a lot of memes out there. There's a lot of funny stuff going on, and I see it. Like, I see people going in their memes and saying, well, I'll give you my firstborn and uh, do these other things, and that she could be a wiki ass. And then other memes, they have, yeah, I just took a second mortgage out of my house. And it almost feels like that at times because, you know, 
how many how much more can things increase? I mean, for instance, we just signed a contract for one percent. One percent increase over each year. So if we look at the stats, I didn't even get a raise. Because usually when you negotiate contracts with the union, you want rate of inflation. Well, the rate of inflation for January was 5.1, and I'm at 1. 5.7 and 1. So I'm paying 4.1% more consistently, and sometimes even more through the months. But the government negotiated me an, an inflation kind of contract. And I understand they're trying to keep their payroll down and what they pay out. I, I get it. But you know what? Maybe they should stop funding corporate welfare for the Irvings and all these other people because you don't see them giving it to small businesses. Um, a flower shop that's looking to get out of it, like, that's really struggling. You don't see the government come in here. Yeah, here's a million dollars there. We just want to help you out. That doesn't happen. And it is really sad because Irving started at a small company. Now they kind of dominate our province. And it's sad that they have so much in our province and so much to say. We vote politicians in to, because we vote them in because they're going to do the best for us. Now we've got into politics as what is the best party going to do for us? Or if we don't like a party, what party is going to, we think is going to do like, for instance, we got great David Kuhn in in Fredericton. What has David Kuhn done? What has he done for Fredericton? But sit and complain. And the Green is one of the parties that, and I'm pretty sure it's documented, that when the spray was, they voted on the spray whether they're going to do it or not for the, I'm not sure what kind of spray. It starts with a G, and I'll butcher it. But who wasn't there that day of the vote? The one party that stands up for the environment, the Green Party. They were nowhere to be seen. They were not there that vote because they didn't want to get into a controversy. Well, if I believe in something, I'm going to back it. I believe in mental health. And I have 40 podcasts to show that I'm doing this. I've taken an assist course to train other people to help them navigate first aid to keep someone from taking their own life. I'm investing and I'm backing my word, like walking the walk. Because if I believe in something, then at the end of the day, why not? Why are these politicians coming in and saying so much and they're not being held accountable and they just get whisked off. And my friends, I honestly think that a consensus government would be the best for Canada and individual provinces because you're voting in the person. And out of this whole, like, say, I don't know how many seats there are, and I think there's 48 seats in Brunswick, I'm not sure. I should know this, but I don't. But... For instance, 48 people that decide on a premier, that decide on a, on a deputy, that decide on 
this is a consensus government. There's no party whip. There's no vote. It's whatever the people want. And I kind of seen it when we had a a minor, minority in the province, and it worked really well because they were scared to, you know, to peeve someone off because if all these other groups decided to join together, they could collapse the other group. And it's kind of a check-in, right? If I don't do my job at work and I don't do it consistently, I'm going to be spoken to two or three times before, you know what, you're done. You're absolutely done. And really, the union can't really back me up because if I'm not doing my job effectively or the way I should be, there's a million excuses why I'm not doing my job and there's a million excuses I can make up. But at the end of the day, if you're not doing your job, and that's what's what this inflation's about. We hire these people to keep our economy flowing and businesses in check because they are the law. They write the law. They bring in business. They do a lot of different things. But here we are going to over 6% inflation. There's people that live paycheck to paycheck. Now they have to figure out if they're going to pay their rent or the power bill. Or are they going to eat this week? Or are we going to have a house over our head? So here we are as a country, and as a, I'm not sure if the province does this, but we're giving loads of money to other countries. Ukraine, for instance. And I don't mean to sound like mean or anything, but we've got people struggling in Canada. I understand they're in a war. And we can't help the outcome because we're not the ones that progressed and made this war happen. That was Russia. But everyone seems to forget what Ukraine was in the beginning. Ukraine was a very corrupt country. And if you look at the history, there was more human trafficking there than anyone else, anywhere else in the world. And now all of a sudden, because the media has said, poor Ukraine, we better help them. And then you got a president that has very charismatic in Ukraine saying, you know, we're not backing down, we're doing this. But why don't we do our research before we do this stuff? And I understand what's happening to them is an atrocity. It shouldn't happen. But at some point, where in Canada are we going to be responsible for people that are struggling every day? So we have seniors that on a daily basis are choosing to eat cat food because they're on a an income and they can't really work because if they're not physically able to, what's the point? That's why you probably see so many seniors at, at Walmart and various other places because they can't, like at some point, these politicians get raises because of the work they do. But what about these people that have retired and put 60 or, you know, anywhere from... 40 to 50 years or more of hard work that have paid taxes, where's Canada providing to, for these people to have a good retirement? No, they'd rather take away from them. And they do it all the time. And, it, and it's sad to see that we're a country that's not helping on our own, but we're more than happy to take Ukraine refugees and everybody else and help them out. And yes, it is humane, and I, I do agree we should be doing that. But at the second point, where, where's our hope for our seniors? 
They're seniors that are sharing medication. Don't get me on the pharmaceutical because they're the highway robbery of the world. Because their medications um, doesn't take that much to produce them. But they want these profits. But inflation went up, so we need more profit. Costs went up. Gas went up. Drivers went up because they're paying more per mile, whatever. What I'm trying to say is our seniors are the most vital because not only do they deserve the retirement, but the amount of wisdom that we, re we receive from them, what they've been through. And our seniors have to eat cat food and share medication. I think there's, I think that's totally wrong. I think it's absolutely wrong and it's horrendous and it needs to be targeted. It needs to be. Our seniors shouldn't be eating cat food. There should be some help for them. And, you know, they want to make all these different things and they're, they're more concentrated on the gun law right now than they are taking about their own people. And what do guns do? Guns do nothing. People use guns. Guns don't kill people. People kill people with guns. And high percentage of the guns that are out there are illegal guns that are purchased. Is there some? I think the city should have a gun registry. It might be good. Because the higher... But the Maritimes, like, give your head a shake. Like, there's more illegal gun importation in the Maritimes at one time than anyone could dream of. Now they can't file the numbers off it, I think now, I'm not sure. But... Guns don't kill people. People kill people with guns. That's the point. And they're focusing more on that than saving seniors' lives because they can't eat properly and they can't take care of themselves properly and and they've worked years and they've never asked for anything and they go to retirement and they're living on a fixed income and here it is. Gas has went up to $2 a liter and the milk and prices of food have went up. So... What are we doing to help them? So secondly, we go to the students coming out of university. In university, student loans haven't come up, but the prices everything else has. So they're in it. And a lot of them can't survive. And it's the middle class people with families. I don't know how they do it. The prices of houses have, have went up $100,000. In two years. Like, wow. I mean, I can't buy a house right now. I couldn't afford that right now. I do make pretty good money, but holy moly, that's that's a lot of money. Then you look at the housing crisis, and that's a housing crisis. Inflation has went up. Prices of houses went up. Something's going to give somewhere. Somebody is... Like, something's got to give. What is, you know... So I talked about seniors, students, middle-class people. There is low-class... I won't call them low-class, because they're not low-class. People that have jobs that, you know, pay minimum wage. And they work very hard. And I have somebody in my family that has a minimum wage job and works hard and does it. And he lives okay. And he does okay. But where's the help from for those people? 
Like, for instance, I'm going to tell you something. Our government here gave checks out to lower income, and they gave a check to welfare for gas. High percentage of welfare people don't drive a vehicle, but they gave them money anyway without figuring out who drives a car and who doesn't. And you can see it off the registration. Might take a little bit of time, but you'll figure out who needs what. Instead, they dilly-dally and they just, okay, here, here's a little bit of help. We're going to get most of it back anyway through our taxes. So I've sat here rant and rave about everything about inflation and stuff. Now I want to talk about the biggest thing that's happening is the mental health. We just come out of a pandemic for two years. The mental health is not there. Now the inflation's up high. And we don't have the medical services to provide the mental health. We've had numerous people that have taken their own life because our health system hasn't been there. Uh, the appointments are three months away when they need the help immediately. And... There's not enough therapists, there's not enough of this and not enough of that. And what strikes me as odd is when when somebody goes through something and when they figure out, oh my gosh, it's, I never thought about that. Or if they have mental health themselves and never had it in their life, they start to understand what other people are going through. Start to understand that there's limitations and the brain always negatively affects their decisions because that's the first thing that comes out of their brain. And without the therapy to help them sort this stuff out and to find coping mechanisms and to find positive lights and know that, you know, it can get better and you just have to work at it and work at it eventually. I see so many people struggling. It, you see the news and <laughs> it's it's bad. Like, it's all sad news and it's, you know... At the end of the day, here we are in the mental health and the inflation's going up through the roof. And we have seniors, students, and, you know, middle middle uh, class, which, and then we have, you know, the lower class, which is the ones that don't make as much money. Like, everybody has to work nowadays. And then there's people that aren't working because the government's given the money because of the COVID or, or whatnot coming out of COVID then they get the unemployment and people some people in Canada think they're entitled I deserve that money oh that's great they deserve it but what about the senior that's sitting there eating cat food I can never imagine myself going to that you know to that end and eating cat food but on the other hand, if that was my only option and I wanted to live, I have to eat cat food. I have to share medication. We have to do a better job. We have to do a better job in Canada. We have to do a better job in New Brunswick. We have to do a better job as people, as human beings. There's people suffering from gender, gender identity, sexuality. There's so many people with mental health. We're not 
thinking about other people. Coming out of COVID, a lot of people have been very selfish and don't talk to people. And, you know, we're going to have to change our ways. If we want to survive as a as a society, as as a nation, as a province, as a community, we're going to have to do better and we're going to have to buckle up and, you know, if there's seniors that need help, if I knew a senior was, I would be trying to help them out. But where do you access the information? And, and seniors aren't going to come out and say, yeah, I eat cat food, no big deal. Or I share my medication. They're embarrassed that they are put in that position and they're put in the position because our government hasn't given them enough to live. So give them affordable housing. Start building that stuff. You know, we pay a tax for our roads, but our roads don't look that good. So where's that money going? Why don't we put it somewhere where it needed? Mental health services. I know there's a lot of immigrants that come in here that have skills that are needed, but they're not recognized. For instance, if a doctor comes from India or Jamaica or whatever, doesn't have the recognition as a doctor, then put them as an intern with a doctor for a few years and then put them into a doctor. Well, you know, we got a shortage of nurses. Well, start funding some people to go through the nurses program that cannot afford it and sign them to a 10-year agreement that they have to work at least 10 years. You're going to win at the end of the day because they can't go nowhere. That's an agreement. Or five years or whatever that you think that you're going to get it balanced out. The more workers that we get in the health profession, the lower stress level it's going to be for the doctors, nurses, and everybody that is support, CAS, technicians, um, different things. I can't even remember half who works in the medical profession. But we'll just say the medical profession is understaffed. Corrections is understaffed. A lot of different professions are understaffed. And I don't know where it's going wrong or people are figuring out these are not good jobs for your mental health and they're taking care of it. But at the end of the day, they're taking care of what they need. But I don't know what's going on as far as our, what's going on in Canada. But I know the inflation's way out of whack. And there's a down effect. It affects people in many ways. It affects them a lot mentally. Depression, anxiety, worrying, can't sleep well. They eat crappy because all they can do is buy crappy food because vegetables and that Inflation has made it cheaper to eat crappy than it is to eat healthy. And I see that a lot. Do I have all the solutions? No. But it's it's a starting point to talk about these things and talk to your representative, your, your MLA or your MP member of parliament. Start these questions. Seek answers. Start getting... You know, and these are the type of things we need to do as a community, as people. But then the government turns around, like the convoy, they turned it around. And yes, there was some disturbers, but majority of it was peaceful. 
the media made it look out to be worse than what it was. Because who funds the media? Hmm. The government. So they're going to get their stories out the way they want them. So that's really all I can talk about in this episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. And I look forward to 41 and 42 episodes. Start working on some more stuff. Um, on a side note, I have been working on different things and I'm looking at down the road sound and selling some merchandise that and I'm taking proceeds at least five dollars from each thing that I sell and putting it into a uh, mental health whether it's a food bank or mental health initiatives and I really want to do that start putting back into communities I think it's important that we do as much as we can or as little as we can Anyway, thank you very much for listening, and I'm going to talk to you really soon. Thank you for listening to the Chat Club Podcast with your host, Alan Hilchey. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play or where you download your podcasts. Be sure to check out Chat Club Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. Remember, there is only one rule in Chat Club. Everybody talks about Chat Club. Be sure to catch our next episode.